Welcome back to Defenders Voice. This is Dr. Paul. Thank you very much for joining us today. Defenders Voice is about defending Christian faith against all sorts of attacks from all over the world. So if you have a topic you would like me to address, you can send your questions to info at drpaul.org. That is info at drpaul.org. Please visit us at www.drpaul.org to subscribe to our podcast. In today's episode, I would like to address Mrs. Esther's Dhanarod's arguments against Ravi Zacharias and Christianity. Two of you asked me two questions. I clubbed them into one episode uh, so that I can give you one episode. Uh, I never heard about Esther Dhanraj before you sent me these questions. So I thank you for introducing me to these two individuals and their ideas. Esther Dhanraj was a Brahmin Christian woman from India. She was a Christian. Then she went to the United States studying in a seminary. She started to develop serious questions about Christian faith. She left Christianity and became an atheist promoting skepticism now among Indian Christians. She describes Christianity as a political conspiracy. I gave the links below. Please watch those videos to understand her background and her arguments. Now, I found six arguments from her videos. So I would like to answer those six arguments. Please give me some time because each needs response. Her first argument was Indians were not mentioned in the Bible. So Bible must be false. So she said she was troubled by the fact that Indians were not mentioned in the Bible. You see, when you open the Bible, in the very first verse of the Bible, we are introduced to a God who created the whole universe. Throughout the Bible, God repeatedly says that he is the creator of the heavens and the earth. He came to this world as Lord Jesus Christ, who said, for God so loved the world. He does not have to elaborate on every group of the people, like God loves Indians, God loves Chinese, God loves Arabs, God loves Europeans, God loves Americans, God loves Africans, then we don't stop there. What about people of Papua New Guinea? What about people of Cayman Islands? What about people of British Virgin Islands? So, if God has to describe every group, there would be no end. If you demand that God must mention all these people by name, the Bible would not be a single volume. It will be like a 30 volume, like a Encyclopedia Britannica. So, when Jesus said, for God so loved the world, it includes every single nation in the world, whether they are mentioned or not uh, is irrelevant. It includes them. So it includes Indian. Let me illustrate. If Albert Einstein gave you a copy of his book and says, Esther, 
this book is about theory of relativity and uh, she takes the book and reads through it and says well i don't believe what you wrote in this book because it says nothing about indians well mrs danraj theory of relativity is a universal truth about gravity space and time whether it mentions indians or not is irrelevant truth is independent of such details if you look at the bible god chose abraham and his children as the messengers of his truth to the world so the bible has to focus on the jews and their surrounding nations as far as i remember india is actually mentioned two times in the bible actually ironically in the book that bears esther's name in the book of esther you see the bible then she says bible is full of contradictions okay bible is full of contradictions if you look deeply into so called bible contradictions you will not find any contradictions let me give you an illustration let us say i have a patient named mary she came to me with a urinary tract infection i made two statements to mary statement 1 mary you got uti take penicillin don't take bactrim statement 2 mary you got uti don't take penicillin take bactrim now on the surface statement 1 and statement 2 look contradictory in the first statement i told mary to take penicillin and not to take bactrim in the second statement i told mary to not take penicillin and take bactrim you might shout dr paul contradicted himself then i told you the first statement was from 2018 and the second statement was from 2021 when mary got the infection in 2018 she was sensitive to penicillin and insensitive to bactrim so i told her to take penicillin and not to take bactrim now when mary got the infection in 2021 she was insensitive to penicillin and sensitive to bactrim so i told her not to take penicillin and to take bactrim so if you realize that mary's sensitivity to antibiotics changed over the last 3 years it is perfectly reasonable to make those two seemingly contradictory statements so you can basically answer every bible contradiction atheists make the same mistake with the bible they say here god told joshua to go and fight the canaanites there god told joshua not to go to war and fight the canaanites they shout god contradicts himself i am no longer a christian anymore but if you realize joshua's circumstances changed over the years there is no contradiction in what god told joshua our next argument is christianity has a bloody history it's the most common argument i hear they say uh, christianity has a bloody history now christianity is a religion based on the teachings and life of lord jesus christ 
Jesus told clearly, love your enemies and pray for them. Jesus told even to love your enemies. We have Christians who kill their friends, let alone love their enemies. Those Christians contradict the teachings of our Lord. You cannot blame Jesus for their violence. Until Constantine legalized Christianity in the 4th century, Christianity was a persecuted religion. Even today, Christians are the most persecuted group in our world. You might ask, what about violence committed by Christians? When I talk about Christian violence, I categorize it under four headings. Christians committing civil violence for a just cause. Christians committing civil violence for an unjust cause. Then a Christian state committing violence for a just cause and then the Christian state committing violence for an unjust cause. You can put all violence under those four headings. Christians committing civil violence for a just cause. For example, you are sleeping in your home, someone entered your home and tried to kill your children. You want to protect your children from this invader. In the process, you hurt this invader and there was bloodshed. It's a civil obedience for a just cause. You say you wanted to save your children. Then Christians committing civil violence for unjust causes. Recently, a self-proclaimed Christian entered two spas in Atlanta and killed women and men who worked there. He blamed them for his addictions and killed them. That is an unjust cause. God does not approve of such violence. We condemned that violence. Okay? Watch my videos on Atlanta Spas. I criticized it in no unmistakable terms. All right, then Christian state committing violence for a just cause. St. Augustine formulated just war theory for Christians. In the 4th century, many Christian kings and uh, Princes were troubled by the fact that they should wage war. They said, Jesus told us to love our enemies. How can we kill them in a war? Augustine told them that wars for good causes would be justifiable in the eyes of God. Now, this is for the Christian state. A Christian leader, a president or prime minister can wage war for a just cause. For example, let us say, you are the President of the United States of America. The CIA head came to you with an intelligence report. He said, Mr. President, the Nazis were building concentration camps to kill people. Then you can command your army, go and destroy the Nazis and their camps. That's just war. As a President of the United States, on the one hand, you love people. On the other hand, you will kill evil people. There is no contradiction between those two duties. Mrs. Dunraj said, God was so cruel towards the Canaanites in the Old Testament. Now, the meaning of cruelty depends on the context. We don't say the president was so cruel towards the Nazis. We say, the president should crush the Nazis. They deserve it. In the Old Testament, God was killing 
the Nazis of their time. The Canaanites were the Nazis of the ancient world. They were not innocent people. They would go and they plunder cities. They would kill people. They would rape women. They would abuse children. They brutalize animals. They sodomize and cannibalize their enemies. That's why God told Moses to go and destroy them. God has the perfect right to destroy people he doesn't like because this is God's universe. Your landlord has the perfect right to evict you from the apartment he rented out to you. Read the contract you signed carefully. God is the landlord of this universe. He could evict you anytime he wants. Your landlord at least signed a contract with you. You could take him to the court, but God did not sign any contract with you. You could not drag God to any court. There is no one above God. So I agree with her that God is a killer. He killed millions of people in the Bible. In Genesis chapter 6, in the global flood, God killed millions of people in a matter of hours. Men, women, children, babies, animals and plants, every living thing is dead in a few minutes. That's why Jesus said, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. What is he saying? Human beings can only kill your body. God can destroy both your body and soul in hell. The message is, be careful with God. Let us say, one day you went to a party. There you met a girl named Malia. Her name is Malia Labama. Let us say you are from Pakistan. Malia introduced herself to you. Hello, I am Malia Obama, the daughter of President Barack Obama. You said, hello. Nice to meet you, Ms. Obama. Uh, I am Muhammad Mostak from Pakistan. So you are Obama's daughter? Do you know your dad killed many people in Pakistan? Many of them were babies. Many of them were innocent children. Malia said, well, my dad is a wonderful dad. My dad loves people. If he kills, there must be strong reasons. I will ask my dad why he had to kill people in your country. So I say the same thing to Mrs. Dhanraj. My God is a wonderful God. My God loves people. If he kills people, there must be strong reasons, very strong reasons. If Malia gets upset, my dad killed people in Pakistan. That is not right. I am not going back to White House. I am leaving my dad. Many Christians like Mrs. Dhanraj are like that. They leave God when they hear that God killed people in the World Testament. But Malia should go back to the White House and ask her dad for an explanation. Her dad, Barack Obama, would look at her and say, Honey, I had no choice. His name was Wasama bin Laden. 
I told him to stop his terrorist activities. I gave him time to repent, but he did not listen. So I had to kill him and everyone in his house. If you ask God for an explanation for his killings, he would say, I had no choice. I gave the Canaanites 430 years to repent of their sins, but they did not repent. So I had to kill them all. Yes, God killed babies too. And that's a ghastly sight. But you should remember, God has more resources to deal with a problem than you and me. All those babies immediately went to heaven to be with Jesus. You see, all those sweet babies, it is better for those babies to go to heaven than to live with their evil parents who would make them walk over burning coals or even sacrifice them on the altars of Baal or Molech in their next pagan festival. So Moses and his army were not criminals. If you go and kill Osama bin Laden on your own, you could be tried on criminal charges. But if the President of the United States commands you to go and kill Osama bin Laden, then you are not committing any crime. In fact, you will be invited to the White House. You will be celebrated as a hero and be given the Presidential Medal of Freedom. This is God's universe. God told Moses and Joshua to go and kill the Canaanites. God honored them for doing their job. So you cannot call them cruel criminals. If you are the US president, you should kill evil people. That is part of the job. If you are God, you should punish evil. That is part of the job for God. And finally, Christian state committing violence for unjust causes. Then Mrs. Dunraj says, British Christians invaded India so much for this religion of love. So this comes under Christians committing state violence for unjust war. If a Christian wages a war to occupy other nations to plunder them, then it is unjust war. We should condemn it. Jesus lived a very simple life. He did not even own a home. He lived like a homeless stranger in this world. He taught us to seek the kingdom of God. He taught us to store riches in heaven. Read Matthew chapter 5. But if a Christian wages a war for the kingdom of man or for this worldly riches, he or she is not following Jesus' message of contentment. Christianity's basic message is to live with contentment. Colonialism was a product of discontentment. The English were not content with what they had in England. East India Company was about trade and making lots and lots of money. It was not a Christian organization. They had non-Christian reasons for invading or attacking other nations. Even today, George Bush claims to be a Christian. He invaded Iraq. Bush had his own reasons for invading Iraq. His Christianity had nothing to do with the invasion of Iraq. Yes, he said God told him to invade Iraq. 
but still that is not from the Bible or Jesus. Trump bombed Syria. He claims to be a Christian. He had his own reasons for bombing Syria. His Christianity had nothing to do with his bombing Syria. Uh, Barack Obama bombed Libya. He had his own reasons for bombing uh, Libya. His Christianity had nothing to do with his bombing. So you see why a war is waged. Islamic caliphs were on war footing from day one. Their main goal was to spread Islam. The Britishers did not have such a goal when they invaded India. At least Catholic invaders said, we are doing this for Mother Mary. But Protestant invaders from England and the Netherlands did not bring God into their invasions. And you take a look at the world map today. Why do you think that South America is mostly Catholic from uh, Mexico all the way to the tip of uh, Antarctica? And India is mostly Hindu. Because the Catholic invaders forced their religion on their conquered masses. While the Protestant invaders did not care for religious conversions. And that's a good thing. Because you should not force people to change their religion. Also the British colonialists were nominal Christians like Mrs. Dunraj's husband. Mrs. Dunraj said, my husband is a Christian in name only. He does not care about Bible teachings. He would be a perfect recruit for the British army. They were Christ Easter Christians who go to church or on Christmas day or Easter day. Uh, drink brandy and dance. Okay, They were not uh, devout followers of Jesus. In fact, uh, Gandhi was more Christian than them. In fact, uh, they were afraid of uh, Christian missionaries and their educational activities in India. Their fears came true. Christian missionaries educated many leaders of Indian independence. Indian leaders like Gandhi and Nehru were educated in Christian schools and colleges. Equality is a Christian concept. Gandhi demanded equality from the British, which is a Christian concept. Hinduism has no such concept as equality. It's a religion of karma. And it never taught equality of all human beings. It says it's your karma. The British rule over you, that is your karma. Don't blame anyone. Then finally, Dandraj also made a video on Ravi Zacharias and said, Holy Spirit failed. Holy Spirit failed because Ravi Zacharias sinned. You see, it is Christians who exposed Ravi's sins and condemned his behavior. You can watch my videos on Ravi. I exposed his uh, sins. We serve a holy God who abhors sin. If you are tempted to go inside a spa and touch woman, the Holy Spirit tells you not to act on those temptations. The Holy Spirit gives you resources to fight sin in your life. But if you reject Holy Spirit's advice, if you reject Holy Spirit's resources and sin in any way, 
then you are responsible for your own sin and its consequences. You should not say, Holy Spirit failed. The Holy Spirit is like the law of gravity. You cannot fail the law of gravity. Whether you walk safely or stumble and fall and break your nose, the law of gravity is the same. The law did not fail. In the same way, whether you live a holy life or a sinful life, the Holy Spirit of God is the same person of the triune God. He does not change. So don't say the Holy Spirit of God failed. I have some patients. They call me and say, Dr. Paul, it has been 10 days and I am not getting any better. I ask them, are you taking the prescription I gave you? They say, oh, I took it for one day and stopped. Well, it's a 10-day prescription. You can't take it for one day and say, my prescription failed. In the same way, when you don't follow God's prescriptions, as God prescribed it, you should not blame God for your continued sickness. Then there was Rajiv Malhotra, who loves what Mrs. Dhanraj has to say. He says, Christianity is all about exploitation of women. Now, have you seen how Jesus interacts with women in the New Testament? When he talks to the Samaritan woman, when he interacts with Mary and Martha, when he heals women with hemorrhagic disorder. Have you seen the dignity, compassion and grace Jesus shows to those women? Contrast Jesus with Krishna. Krishna is a romantic young boy to milkmaids. He steals butter and plays pranks. He makes love to dozens of women. While women are bathing, he steals their clothes. He robs them of their privacy and dignity. Ravi would be a great friend to Krishna. He would find good company with Krishna. Many men in India justify their adultery using Krishna as their model for living. So Mrs. Dhanraj made very silly arguments against Christian faith using Ravi Zakriyas and other tools. I hope she will discover the truth and come to the saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, okay folks, that is about uh, today's video. Uh, please share your comments. Do not forget to like this video and subscribe to our channel and also visit our website to subscribe to our podcast. Thank you. God bless you. Mm -hmm.